You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 90. Oh my goodness, guys, we are here, episode 90. Only 10 more to go to reach the 100th episode of the Hello Awesome Podcast. What is going on? This is truly insane, but I am beyond blessed. Thank you so much for helping me get here. I couldn't have done it without you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for showing up every week. And for talking about the podcast on social media and sharing it with your friends and family, please keep doing that. It's so much fun. I am working on a special giveaway just for podcast listeners when we reach that milestone of 100 episodes. So stay tuned for that. All right, friends, in this episode, we are kicking off solo shows again that I will be sprinkling throughout the season. And we are studying Daniel in the lion's den. Now, I am pulling back the curtain of a personal study that's quickly turning into a new book project called Living in the Lion's Den. In this series, we will break down the events of Daniel chapter 6 and walk through principles God wants us to apply to our lives today. In this first study of the series, we lay out the beginning of the story and go into some profound parallels between politics and scripture and politics today. We talk about having a good work ethic, being a faithful leader, and why flattery can be dangerous. I'm really excited about this one, guys. Let's get right to it. Here is episode number 90 that I am calling Living in the Lion's Den, Study 1. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome Podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. The Hello Awesome Podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at SoVita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A dot com. Go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. 
Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at seasaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience and continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection and it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is J-A-C-Y-10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snogaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Hey guys, we are back on the Hello Awesome podcast. Welcome. Another Monday means another show. And I apologize. No guest today because it is solo show week. Now, every season I do a number of solo shows, which are basically Bible studies with me, and it's gotten some great feedback in the past, so I want to keep them going. I will say, I want to try and make the solo shows shorter so that you will be able to digest them a little bit better. So maybe about 20 to 30 minutes, we will see. This season will be packed with guests and longer episodes because of the great conversations that we are having on here. But I was wanting the solo shows to be like an appetizer before the main course. Does that make sense? Or are you hungry like I am now? As I was preparing for the solo shows this season, I honestly wasn't sure what to do with them. So the solo shows will be sprinkled out throughout the season. It might not be every other week like we've done in the past. It might be just a couple times throughout the season. We will see what the Lord wants me to do. Last year, as most of you know, I self-published my latest book, Give It to God Girl. And I used the solo shows around that time to speak on the topics in that book. I don't like to create something just because. And so I felt the Lord remind me of my own personal study in the book of Daniel, specifically chapter 6. If you ever felt betrayed, hurt, or grief in any way, shape, or form, we are going to get into some of those topics this season as I share with you some insights that the Lord has given me on my personal study into Daniel 6. Now, I've been calling the study Living in the Lion's Den, and you might have seen me use that hashtag recently on social media. I'm going to continue sharing through that hashtag, and the reason for that is because I believe that the Lord is gearing up to help me write another book for you. Praise the Lord. So we're going to stick with Living in the Lion's Den, and today is going to be broken down into our first study. I put the title Living in the Lion's Den in the title of these solo shows so that you can find them easy. And I'm going to add study numbers in the title as well so you can come back and finish them easily and in order or if you want to review. Before we get started, I wanted to just share why I feel the Lord directed me to Daniel 6. Last year was 2020 and it was a year, right? It was a year of isolation. It was a year of darkness for a lot of people and unwelcome change. 
There were great moments, I am sure. I know I had some of them. So I don't want to just trash all 365 days. But if you ask someone, how was your 2020? They would probably look at you like you were hiding under a rock, right? The answer would probably be, what do you think? For me, it was a pretty great year after the spring, that is. Right before lockdown back in February, both my grandmother and my uncle passed away within the same week. I know it was definitely tough. I was still healing from losing my cousin from the previous fall. We were childhood friends and it was a blow to my heart. And honestly, I'm still tender about it. So when the moment came for me to say goodbye again to not just one family member, but two in one week, I was broken. As a little girl, I knew people who passed away, but it felt very abstract. It didn't really feel that way anymore though. It felt unfair. It felt cruel. I felt sad. It was at a depth that I had never felt before, honestly. In the middle of my heavy grief, I could feel God with me and I knew that there would be a lesson for me to learn. But I had to let the storm pass first. Last summer, Give It To God Girl was finally out into the world and I was feeling a mixed bag of emotions, to be honest. I was so excited to be sharing another book with you and the lessons that the Lord has been teaching me. But in the middle of the excitement, waves of grief would come at times that I'd least expect. However, there was also this peace and reassurance that the Lord will work it all out for good because he always does that to those who love him. And I do love him. I know grief and pain can make a lot of us bitter, but I knew I couldn't get bitter at God. Anything I have and all that I am is because of a God who died on the cross for me and still allows me to follow him daily, even when I fall. I truly had to trust God in the middle of my grief and hold on to his word as the only consistent comfort. Around September, I felt impressed to begin reading the book of Daniel and I'm still studying it. I have notes starting at the first chapter, but it's really chapter six that I want us to focus our attention on in this series. I'm not sure if this happens to you, but as I'm reading scripture, the Lord really opens up my understanding to how those situations or principles apply to life right now. He really shows me how history does repeat itself, especially when it comes to relationships and conflicts with other people. As I have been moving verse by verse, different things just stand out that make me think about our current political situation in this country. Now, it would be so easy to change these solo shows into the rants of JC on her soapbox about politics, but this is not a podcast on politics, and everyone say praise God, amen. But as believers, we should be informed about our leadership and the policies and laws that affect our lives. It is good for us to be aware of what is going on. And as much as I try to avoid politics all of my life, the closer I get to God, the more is revealed to me about political power and influence. There were many people in his word that lived for God and were active in politics. Just a few examples. Joseph became the second in command under Pharaoh. Esther became queen of a nation. And Daniel was a sought after wise man turned president over a kingdom. So throughout this study, I might give my opinion about certain current events if I feel led to, but the main objective is to know God more. And that is what will help us learn who we are supposed to be. All right, so to set the stage of Daniel chapter six, 
a new king has been placed in power over Babylon. King Darius is now in charge. Now his name is not Darius, like what is pronounced in VeggieTales. I had to retrain myself the way I said his name all these years. But if you look it up and research it in the scripture, it's King Darius. In the first and second verse of Daniel chapter 6, we see that King Darius, for some reason, thinks it's a great idea to set 120 princes and three presidents over the kingdom. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Now, here is the problem with having so many leaders doing the same job. They won't all do the job the same, right? Ever heard of the phrase, too many chefs in the kitchen? It means that there are way too many people calling the shots and being the leader. This can cause confusion and chaos because not everyone is going to lead the same. And we will soon find out that Daniel leads a little bit differently than the rest. Scripture explains that the 120 princes were to report to the three presidents and that Daniel was the first president. Interesting. And that the reason behind this plan of leadership is so that the king should have no damage. Looking a little bit more into the word damage in my Bible app, it really does mean no harm. So Darius was probably a bit paranoid, which is understandable when the king who was on the throne before you was killed. I believe Darius didn't want the same fate, and I can't blame him for that. So he took extreme precaution and tried to create a system where information could be gathered quickly and dealt with before anything happened to him. Let's continue on to Daniel 6.3. It says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The writer wanted us to know that they're talking about the same Daniel who was one of the presidents over the kingdom, and that he had favor with the king over the other leaders. So what made Daniel different than the others in charge? An excellent spirit was in him. If our dedication to God is unwavering, it should be woven into our work ethic. When people at school or work watch us, they should be able to sense a difference in us. Our relationship with the Lord should drive everything we do. And so Daniel found favor in the eyes of King Darius because of the excellent spirit that was inside of him. Not Daniel's own spirit, but the spirit of God that was shining out of Daniel in reflection of his own personal devotion. Let me take a minute to pause and say this. Private devotion is not for public gain, but private devotion can lead to public success. It shouldn't be the reason why we pray and read the word. The Bible is not our own get-rich-quick handbook or our own self-help 101 reading material. And even though it will help us as we live our lives and ultimately change us, we have to want God more than the rewards that he graciously gives us. Knowing God is the true reward. Matthew 6, 5 and 6 says this, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. 
Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Going back to our story, we now know that there was something different about Daniel that stood out to King Darius and that he wanted to place Daniel into a higher position because of it. We are about to see that not everyone is excited about Daniel's work ethic. When we have a team of people doing the same job, but only one person gets recognition and is up for a possible promotion, don't be surprised if the rest of the team gets upset. It's totally understandable. But as believers, we know that pride and jealousy are dangerous things. And if we don't allow God to deal with those things quickly, they can snowball into a bigger problem. And in Daniel 6.4, we see just how big of a snowball these emotions become for the princes and presidents who were serving alongside Daniel. Daniel 6.4 says, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Don't you find it interesting that both the presidents and the princes sought to find an occasion or a matter against Daniel? Remember, the princes were supposed to be reporting to the presidents, which included Daniel. If we were to rank the leadership in order of power, it would go princes and then presidents. My question is this. Did the presidents, who were supposed to be the leaders, provoke the princes, who were supposed to be under their leadership, to go up against another leader? That's what it looks like to me. This is a warning to anyone in leadership or feeling like they're called into a leadership position. Be careful how your emotions can lead those who are under your authority. It seems like the presidents were a little jealous or upset about this Daniel getting recognized and praised. I'm sure they felt hurt. But instead of being better leaders and working harder, being inspired by Daniel's example, they wanted to take him down. Our emotions can make us do things we never thought that we'd do. And those of us who are leaders or will become leaders one day need to keep this in mind. Moving on to Daniel 6, 5 and 6. It says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said, Thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. So the princes and presidents were trying to find anything that would help them defame Daniel's image and character. That means to destroy someone's good reputation. Kind of sounds like cancel culture, doesn't it? Man, was this thing written in 2020? Guys, this concept is nothing new, right? People get mad and bitter, and instead of trying to be better, they try to get even. A little advice, that never works. It doesn't, because even if people around you are fooled by what you're trying to do, God knows and he will make you accountable for how you treat others and how you handle situations, especially as a leader. If not in this life, you'll answer for it when you meet him someday. They couldn't find anything, not one thing against Daniel. 
And I'm sure he wasn't perfect, but the scripture says that he was faithful. In his political position, Daniel was a man of honesty and integrity. He was consistent in his life and in service to King Darius. And because he was a faithful worker and because his work ethic was good, the only thing they could do was turn to manipulation and they chose to target his faith in God. Isn't it interesting how these worldly princes and presidents knew where Daniel's faithfulness came from? They could have picked so many other ways to take down this man of God, but they targeted something personal like his faith and lifestyle, using Daniel's love for God and his law against him. Sounds like something ripped from today's headlines, doesn't it? Daniel 6, 7 through 9 says this, All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. So the men run off a list of all the important government leaders saying that they have all come into this agreement. This means two things. The princes and the presidents actually gathered support for their noble idea, or they're just flat out lying, saying that all these leaders are in agreement with them when they haven't spoken to them. It's tough to say, but it sounds like they want to make sure that King Darius understands how important they think he is, even if that isn't true, and they just are flattering him for political gain. Wow, government leaders use flattery to get their way? I've never heard of that. Okay, obviously I'm being sarcastic, but isn't it interesting to note not only how quickly these men acted on their idea on how to get Daniel out of their way, but what they said to make it happen. I want to stop for a moment to share a thought that came to me just this past week about this part. King Darius, out of ignorance and lack of knowledge, led the people into idolatry. He was a very selfish man and his actions as king reflected that. The whole entire reason why there were so many leaders is because he was more concerned with his own well-being and that's why he set up so many leaders over the kingdom. And those leaders knew that his weakness was vanity and being selfish and they used it as a way to try and get what they wanted. You know, not all flattery comes from a genuine place. It's really why we shouldn't hang on the words of another person. We just never know what the motive is behind the flattery. And it's okay to appreciate what someone says about you. I appreciate it when you guys tell me awesome things. But we should never let flattery lead us into how we lead others. We should lead while following God, not by following whoever can flatter us the most. Flattery puffs up our pride. It can lead us into thinking that we are more superior than we really are. And this is dangerous as we see with King Darius. Leadership is about serving people, not about people serving us. Now, I remember as a kid telling one of my parents how much I love them and their response would be, what do you want? You ever had that happen to you 
Or if you're a parent, you've ever done that to your kids? I know I have. And now I know that they were just doing this because they were trying to tease me. But as an adult, when I do this to my kids, it's not saying that I don't care about what they just said. It's just sometimes I know that they're just trying to flatter me to get what they want. And it's not saying that the flattering words aren't true. They might actually be true. But it's when people use flattery as a weapon or a tool to further a hidden agenda. That's when it can get dangerous. And so we see, as we pause the study for now, how the princes and the presidents used flattery to get what they wanted. They couldn't find anything against Daniel because an excellent spirit was in him and he was following God. So they manipulated the situation and tried to turn it against him. But as we know, God works everything out for our good, especially if we love the Lord. Now we're going to stop here and we're going to pick up in the next solo show. We will pick up where we left off in scripture and break down the pivotal moment in the story of Daniel and the lion's den of when the decree was signed and what Daniel did afterward. Let me know what your takeaways were by sending me a DM on Instagram at HelloAwesomeLive. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E. Yes, I've changed it because Hello Awesome Ministries has too many letters. So hopefully you guys like the Hello Awesome live change. If you're loving this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review in iTunes so that we can help get it in front of more people. The reviews are really what ranks us on the charts, and I'm so excited that we are here again for another season. This podcast is a tool to reach others and promote the gospel, so leaving a review is a quick, free way to help us do that. All right, guys, thank you for being here with me during our Living in the Lion's Den study. Tune in next Monday for an amazing guest interview. We are going to be talking about one of the most controversial women in the Bible, Jezebel. I'm going to have my sweet friend Leslie Fitzpatrick on. She was recently doing a study on Jezebel at the same time I was studying about it with my church. And we came together and had an incredible discussion about it. And you get to listen in. So I cannot wait for you to come back. Do not miss it. Make sure you're subscribed so that you can get all new episodes. And I will chat with you again real soon. Have a happy week, fam. Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five-star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.